Okay, so we're up to the Mishnah on Daf Chav Aleph. So today's Daf, it's it's like a very Lamdish Daf. It's not very hard. It's just like understanding Lamdish has to do with Chazakas. Chazaka means, I mean, there's different types of Chazaka, but you're allowed to assume. It, it's it's halachically permitted presumptions. You know, your father, you don't know that your father is your father, technically, right? Because maybe your mother committed adultery, right? So why is it that if you hit your father, you get the death penalty? Because of chazaka. The chazaka is that if a husband and wife are together and they say that the chazaka is the mustamashi had relations with her husband only, that's a chazaka. So the Gemara, our Mishnah deals with this. Hamevi get v'hanichuzaken. You're a shliach, right? And the, an old man gave you a get to deliver. Now, once he dies, you can't deliver anymore. There's no get after the death. How do you know that he's still alive? Right? I mean, it's not like they have phones where they're checking in. So the guy sent it to you. He's in his 70s. He gives you a get. I'm picking 70s now because I think that's all because of the Kamara. So we're going to talk about 70s, potentially 80s. We'll see. Pasha 70s. So you give him a get. No, he's not here. So you give a, give a, give a get. You give a get and you say, hey, go deliver it. But if, I, if I pick my father's age, he'd be like, he'd like be sad for the rest of the day. So you pick a 70s, right? You pick a get in the 70s. You give the get and you say, go deliver. And you deliver it. How do you know the guy's still alive? So the Mishnah says, I may be give any chuzakin, a chayla, or it's a chayla, a younger person but was ill. There's a chazaka. The chazaka means that you're allowed to assume status quo. If he gave it to you when he was alive, you're allowed to assume he's still alive. Okay, that's called the chazaka, chazkas chayim. People remain the same situation. Like this, every day it's the same. Every day is the same. So the, the same situation. So if a, an older person, an older person, like a guy who's in his 65? Five, baby. 65? No, no, no. The, the, the Gemara says, if, if, no, God no, it happens to be, our mission, our, we just started, our mission says that if you give a, if you're given, a shliach is given a get to deliver by an old person, you're allowed to deliver it and assume they're still alive. There's a chazaka that they're still kai. It's not related to getting, this is just Nam. A, a woman who's a Yisraelis who marries a Kayan, right? She's allowed to eat Truma because of her husband. Now, once her husband dies, she can't eat Truma anymore. Husband went overseas to on a business trip. How does she know that he's still alive? The answer is Chazaka. The Chazaka is people things stay the same until you're told otherwise. This is called Chazkas Chaim. Meaning, how do you know the, the, the shliach is given a get and he was given it by an older person? How does he know that the, the sender, the husband, is still alive? Right? How do you know? You can't give the get after he died. So the answer is you're allowed to assume that people are still alive. Chazaka, shukaim, it's chazaka. It's a class of chazaka that people are, remain the same until told otherwise. Uh, last example is So the first example is you're allowed to deliver a get, assuming he's still alive. The second example is you're a, a woman is allowed to continue eating truma, assuming her husband is alive. And the third example is The last one is if you send the chatas from overseas. So you get a delivery, right? Someone walks in with a delivery of a chatas, you're allowed to do it for the guy. How do you know that he's still alive, Right? A chatas, if the owner dies, you can't bring a chatas achar misa. So the answer is chazaka. These are three examples of we assume people are alive until told otherwise. Most people live, and therefore you're allowed to assume that people are alive. Now, the Gemara in the next Amid is going to ask, why do you need three examples of the same thing? Okay, let's run through the Gemara. Amarava, 
So right now we have a chazaka that people are alive, and whether he's old or ill, you're allowed to see Rav has an interesting take, and he says it depends on the age. Once someone gets to 80, which was the time period that most people did not live anymore, then you no longer have a chazaka. Or if it's a geisis, which means someone that's on the throes of death, let's go with the age. Meaning, you're allowed to assume someone's alive, even though there's old, they're older, but not once they hit the 80s. Because once they hit the 80s, then, then you no longer have a chazaka. It's like there's a weakening of the chazaka, because most people die in their 80s. So, therefore, there's a weakening of the chazaka. Now, what's strange about this is, is that while statistically, maybe the 80s is more dangerous for someone than their 60s, but that person still was alive when he sent you, it's, an, it's a strange thing that the chazaka will be dictated by statistics, right? Meaning, meaning I don't mean statistics, the guy right now sent it to you when he was alive. There's a chazaka that what stays in motion, what was in motion will remain in motion, right? What was alive will remain alive. You can say, yeah, but he's in his 80s, uh, no more. M- maybe as a whole, but that individual person, why shouldn't you assume that he's still that he's still kicking. I, I, I don't see. So the Gemara questions it. Rava, Rava, Rava said that once you hit 80s, then you lose your chazaka. Abayah says, I, I, I don't think it's true. Uh, the Gemara says, uh, The Gemara This Brisa says that you could deliver a get for an old person if you're a shliach and you could assume they're still alive. And the Brisa adds, even if they're 100 years old. So don't tell me 80. This is even a hundred. You're allowed to deliver it. So what do you see? The chazaka continues until told otherwise. To you have to. It's a rejection. Okay, so it's a rejection. So the Gemara gives another answer. For Iba Yisema, chazaka just means that you're allowed to assume that things remain the same. You're allowed to assume that things remain the same. So what does it matter the age? That's a bias point. And the Bryce says even the person could even be a hundred. But Ibai there is one other answer that's kivan to iflig iflig. There's an answer to reconcile, and that is that 80s you lose your chazaka, but once the person got to 100, then he's already proven that he's, he's out of the norm. Meaning, once you hit 80s, then you no longer have a chazaka, chazkas kayim. I, the Bryce says you could deliver the guy's 100, the answer is yeah, because he's 100. Meaning, once he, he pushes way to the other side, he got so past the norm, he's clearly someone that just has arichas yom. Once someone has arichas yamim, then he he's he, he uses his own uh, his own barometer. It's it's not uh, it's not the same. Hold on one second. Sorry. Hold on one second. Must be a riveting zoom. Fine. Let's go back to the Gemara. The Gemara says like this. Uh, okay. Now we said in our Mishnah that there's a which means that if the shliach is given a get by an older person, he could deliver, assuming the older person is still alive. Rami, Rami le Abaye le Rabba, Abaye said to Rabbi, the following contradiction. It says, Tanan, it says in the Mishnah, Hamevi get ve'enichu zakin, oichoyla, nois lebecheskeshu kaim. Right? Our Mishnah said that if you give a get to, uh, if a shliach, a mishaleach sends a get through a shliach, you could, even if he's older, you could assume they're still alive. I have a contradiction. That's our Mishnah. Or many, I have a contradiction. Okay. This is basically, it's interesting. We've had this before. You have a Koyan who gives his wife a get and says, not now, but it should take effect an hour before I die. 
So now you, no one knows when someone's going to die. So says the Mishnah, she can never eat shroom anymore. Why? Because every hour, maybe he's going to die at the end of this hour and she's divorced now. So because she never knows when she's divorced, she has to stop eating shroom. What do you see? We're concerned that the guy is constantly, we're constantly concerned, he might die in an hour, he might die in an hour, he might die in an hour. I thought, I thought there's a cheskas kayim. So it's, it's a contradiction. Our mission is saying, yeah, go, go, go. Once someone's alive, assume he's alive until told otherwise. But this one, he gave again and he said, it should take effect an hour before I die. Then all of a sudden, every moment she thinks, he might die within the hour. It's, it's a bit, it's like, are you chayshish lamisa or are you not chayshish lamisa? It's a strange thing. So the Gemara says, I think this has to do with a little bit in the beginning of Yuma, but the beginning of Yuma is maybe a little different because the Kain Gadol, right, they would have a backup wife because maybe the wife dies, but that, that could be different because that could be, uh, you know, it's Ma'ak of the, 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 but anyway. So the Gemara, so that's the Gemara's Kasha. So I don't, our Mishnah says that we assume that they're alive, but this Mishnah says that she could stop, she has to stop eating Shuma because maybe he's going to die. So are you concerned about death or not? So the Gemara answers very simply, the Gemara says, the Gemara says, Amrli Truma Gitin Karamis, Truma Efsher Getli Efsher. The Gemara is a very simple answer, and that is, you can't compare the two. Why? One's avoidable, one's not. Meaning, in general, we don't assume that someone's going to die. I, what's the Kasha? The Kasha is, you give your wife a get, you're a kind, you give your wife a get, and you say, it should take effect an hour before I die. The Allah she has to stop eating Truma now because maybe you're going to die, maybe you're going to die. I thought, I thought we're not Chayshish. The answer is, over there, it's not a big deal. Just stop eating Truma. Right? It's not, it's, not like, it's not like our mission is a question of can I deliver the get assuming he's still alive. The answer is, yeah, of course, there's a chazkas kaim. Why, why over there are you making her stop eating truma because maybe he's going to die within the hour? I thought we're not concerned about that. The answer is, we're not really concerned about death, but just stop eating truma. It's a very easy solution. Meaning when there's a very easy solution to avoid the question of whether someone's <laughs> going to die or not, avoid it. Eating truma, you don't have to eat truma. I've lived my whole life without eating truma. She'll be fine. That's the answer. So it's like it's like you get like a like a snarky Shiloh. Like, are we concerned about life or death? We assume that people are going to live. So she's like, so how come I can't eat? How come I can't eat truma anymore? Because your husband might die. I thought we're not concerned about that. The answer is so. Stop eating truma. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? So you don't eat truma, okay? I mean, you're avoiding avoiding the Shiloh. So stop eating truma. What's the big deal? Now. That's not a great answer, because it's sort of like, it's from a halachic perspective, if it's chazaka, it's chazaka, not chazaka. So the Gemara asks Akasha from Truma within and of itself. You're right. That's not a great contradiction comparing Gitin to Truma. Let's just compare Truma to Truma. What did our Mishnah say? Think about what was the next case of our Mishnah. A woman who's married to a Kayan, whose husband goes overseas, she's allowed to continue eating Truma, assuming her husband's alive. Why don't we just say, stop eating Truma, what's the big deal? The answer is... If you have a chazaka, you have a chazaka. So over here, our Mishnah indicates that you're allowed to rely on cheskas kayim. Cheskas, that they're still alive to continue eating truma. So how come that price says you have to stop? Because maybe he's going to die within the hour. That's the kasha. So the Gemara says, No, Rami truma truma. There's a contradiction with the truma. It says in our mission of Asi Solonis and Lukayim, Halach Bailam Dinis Ayama Chels Betruma, Becheskashu Kayim. Our mission says that if the husband goes overseas, she's allowed to continue truma, assuming her husband's alive. Or many have a contradiction. I, but the Brysa says that if you give your wife a divorce taking place an hour before you die, she has to stop eating truma right away because maybe he's going to die. So are you concerned about death or not? So th- this first answer of the Gemara is very strange. It's very hard to understand, and the Gemara is going to instantly reject it. The, this is the Gemara's answer. The way Rashi explains it is, in general, 
we're not, a, we're not concerned about death, and therefore you're allowed to continue eating truma. The difference is, because he said she has to stop eating truma an hour before he dies, and because he's definitely going to die at some point, she's automatically going to have to stop eating truma at some point. So because he is going to die, she's going to have to stop eating truma at some point anyway, then you have to do it an hour before. Look, look, look at Rashi. Rashi says, Really, we're not concerned about death. Over here it's different when you said to stop eating, be divorced an hour before the death. Because automatically, at some point, the husband's going to die before her. And therefore, at some point, she's going to have to stop eating truma anyway. So now that you said, at some point it's going to happen anyway, which is, it's an inevitability that he's going to die before her. Maybe. It's an inevitability, and because it's inevitability anyway, and you made it an hour before, so now we're just going to, we're going to be more strict. Meaning, in general, you have a chazaka, but over here, because there's inevitability that you're going to die before her, and, you tr- and that will trigger the get... Well, that's the Gemara is going to ask in a moment. That why is that? No, the Gemara is going to reject this. And Rashi even says it's a it's a weak question because uh, I'll read you the way Art School describes it. Just because the Gemara apparently the Gemara answers as follows: Even if we set aside any legal concern, the husband might die. The woman must stop eating truma in the Bryce's case. This is because the husband obviously will not live forever and will inevitably die before her. Meaning, at some point, she's. I mean, the point is, her days of eating truma are limited anyway. So, because he triggered an hour before, we're going to be more strict. Now, why are her days limited anyway? Because he's going to die before her inevitably. The Gemara instantly asks, the Gemara is, Masker of Papa, my do you my inspiration? Tell me my inspiration. Why do you assume that she's going to have to stop eating truma at some point in her lifetime? Maybe she'll die before him and she'll eat truma till her last breath. So, your whole assumption is that, yeah, normally there's a chazaka, but is she going to be doing this forever anyway? It's limited time. Okay, if it's limited anyway, let's just pull it back. Which, in and of itself, I don't fully understand why we would do that. But it's also based on the presumption that she's going to have to stop eating truma at some point anyway. And the Gemara says, why? Why will she ever have to stop eating truma? If, she, if, if, if he outlives her, she'll eat truma until she's buried. So the Gemara says, you're right. Elam Rabaya, very simple answer. You know what the answer is? It is a contradiction. It's authored by two different Rabbanim. Meaning, we had a question. Our Mishnah says there's a chazaka that people are going to live. The Brisa says... That if you say that stop your divorce an hour before you die, you got to stop eating truma now because you might die, you might die, you might die. So, are you concerned about death or not? You know what the answer is. Like, are you like not pessimistic, but are you like more of concerned about the smaller percentage outcomes? The answer is it's related to the machlekas that we had on Shabbos. Remember on Shabbos we had there's a concept called brera where I have a bottle of wine, I want to drink seventy percent of the bottle and then pour off some glasses, right? So Rav Meir said, yeah, go ahead. Rav Meir is like, fine, do that. Review the Rav Shimon Eisrim and Rav Yesi Eisrim. Why? Because they said, the bottle, what if the bottle breaks? Rameir says, I'll deal with it when it breaks. Meaning, Rameir is not concerned, even though Rameir is concerned about Miuta, Rameir is not concerned about death. He's not concerned about the bottle breaking. He doesn't go worst case scenario. He's more optimistic. And therefore he said, why are we assuming the bottle's going to break? I think the bottle will be fine. So our mayor will tell you, why do you assume someone's going to be die- dead? I think he's going to be fine. Rav Yaisi and Rav Shimon and Rav Yehuda, who are concerned that the bottle's going to break, they're also going to be concerned that someone's going to die. 
So the machloik, the shaila of whether you're concerned about death, is totally in that machloikas. So the Gemara says, kasha, harav meir lamisa, harav lamisa. This, this question of are you concerned about someone dying is really related to the machloikas or meir and of Yehuda. The Tanan, as we had it in Shabbos, Right, you take a bottle of wine that you have to say for truma samaisis, but you don't have any cups. So Rameir says you could hold the bottle and say, I'm going to pour off at the end of the bottle two cups for truma, one cup of maiser, one cup of maiseshani. You could drink the bottle and we're not concerned about anything breaking. And there they asked why? And we had you on Shabbos because they said, we're afraid the bottle's going to break. And Rameir said, I'll deal with it when it breaks. Meaning, Rameir and Rav Yehuda are arguing, are we concerned about worst case scenario? Rav Omar, Rav has another answer. Go to the next page. Again, we have a contradiction. Our Mishnah says you could continue assuming someone's alive, but the problem is the Brisa said that if you give your wife a get and say it should trigger an hour before I die, she has to stop now because maybe he's going to die within the hour. So it's like, are you concerned about death or not? So we had an answer. Rav Meir is not concerned about death. Rav Yehuda is. The Gemara has a different answer. Shema meis chashinan, shema yomus chashinan. The two cases are a little bit different. The case of the Mishnah, I'm not worried he's going to die. The question is, is he dead right now? Right? She wants to eat truma. Right? She wants to eat truma. She's sitting down having, having a truma meal. But they're like, where's your husband? He's overseas. Aren't you worried that he's dead? No. Right now, I could assume he's alive. The case of the Mishnah is not right now. It's future. Right? It's I might die in an hour. And then it's triggered now. Future, you have to be worried. Meaning it's like right now, this moment, you could assume everyone is fine. You start looking in the future. No one's gonna. No one's gonna. No one's gonna survive the future. So right now, you could assume Shema Meislechashin. Are you concerned that he's dead right now? No. Shema Yomus, but that he will die Chashinan. There's a difference between right now and in the future. It's an interesting, you know, lambda. That's like today's stuff is not hard. It's just in lambdas to try to figure out. We're not concerned about someone being dead right now. And therefore, she can continue eating truma in our Mishnah and assume her husband's still alive wherever he is. The case of the Mish- of the Bryce of Gittin, where you said it should be divorced an hour before I die, that's a concern that someone will die. Everybody will die. It's like, it's like if you're looking from like, like, are you supposed to be optimistic or pessimistic in life? The question really is just a matter of how far your lens is. Right? right now, everyone is fine. You could assume everyone's fine. You want to start looking 500, da- 500 years down the line, no one's going to be here. So it's just a matter of, you hear what I'm saying? So future, in doubt. Present is fine. That's, that's the Gemara's answer. So, wait a minute. You're telling me that everybody is concerned about the future? Everybody? I thought we just had the machalikas about the bottle of wine. That's a future concern, right? I want to drink a bottle of wine right now. I want to drink 80% of the bottle and then separate chumas and mices. You know what Rav Yehuda, Rav Shimon, Rav Yaisi say? Absolutely not. Why? Because the body might, the bottle might break in the future. Rameir says it's fine. I'm not worried about future breakage. You're telling me right now, in the future, everybody's pessimistic. I thought it was machoigas, right? You're saying, Shema Yomus Chayshinon. Whether someone will die, everybody's going to die. You got to be strict. But that's a machoigas and that's the future. What's the difference between, like, regarding, right now you're saying, regarding, are we concerned that someone will die? Everybody agrees we're concerned someone's going to die. Pessimistic in the future. But over here, the bottle, it's a future problem, right? That's a question of will the bottle break in the future? And it's a mahalagas. 
So why are you telling me that everyone's pessimistic? It seems to be a machlekes. So the Gemara, before the Gemara answers that you're right, it's a machlekes, the Gemara wants to make a distinction between future death to future bottle breaking. So the Gemara says, The difference is everybody's going to die. Not everyone. The bottle is easy. You just, you just ask someone to watch it. So it could be when it comes to future death, everybody's concerned, Shemi Yomus, I, what about the bottle? Why is it a machlokis? Because the bottle is not as inevitable as death. Breaking is not as inevitable as death. So the Gemara, because you could watch it. But do you need someone who's watching the watcher? Meaning, if you're telling me that you're concerned about the, the, the possibilities of the future, and the future is chaotic, then why do you assume the bottle is as protected as the person? You say, because I'll watch it. Well, what if you get hit by a train? Then you bang into the bottle. I don't, I don't know. Meaning, if you're concerned that the future is chaotic, and you're telling me Shema Yomus Chayshinon, then Shema Yiboka Hanoid Chayshinon. It should be that universally we're concerned the bottle's going to break. So the Gemara says, you're right. The answer is, you're right. Whether we're concerned about someone dying in the future is not universal. It's the Machlaikas. Meaning, the Machlaikas of Meir and of Yehuda is the same Machlaikas of are you worried about the future? Okay. Now, the Gemara says like this. That's Dovi's uh, uh, ring doorbell. Uh, the Gemara says like this. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. So the Mishnah says like this. The Mishnah gives three cases of, of Chazaka. The first case is uh, you're allowed to send a get, you're allowed to deliver a get assuming the husband is still alive. The second example is a woman is allowed to eat truma assuming her, her husband, the Kayan, is still alive when he's overseas. And the third example is you're allowed to bring a carbon chatas assuming that the sender is still alive and he's not dead. Those are the three cases. Now, before we address why you need all three, the Gemara just has a technical issue with the carbon chatas. You get a chatas in the mail. Right? You're the Kayan, it says delivery, chatas. The Mishnah says you're allowed to bring the chatas assuming the owner is still alive. Just as a, understood, good chazaka, great. Just as a side point, um, a carbon chatas needs, you need to lean on it, lichachila. The one who leans on it, on Harabayas is the owner. So just stam, how do you send just as more as a side, how do you deliver? How do you deliver a chatas when it needs to be leaned on by the owner? It's just a side point. It's just like we're talking about like delivering a chatas like UPS a chatas. How? The Gemara says, Habinan smicha. Oh, by the way, obviously, but the evidence fine. So Amr of Yosef, Nashim. Rav Yosef says the sender is a woman. Women do not perform smicha, and therefore as a side, you were talking about delivering a carbon chatas, you have to do smicha on it. So just how, 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 is, that, how is that being done? It has to be done smicha by the owner, by the harabais. So how, how, how are you delivering a chatas? Just stam. You have to do it at harabais. The, the Mishnah's case seems to be that there's like a, a UPS drop-off, that there's like a delivery of a, of a sheep. At, at, and it says like, like a card that says, please bring me as a carbon, you know. From John, uh, you know, in, in 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 Brooklyn. So the question is, how are you doing that? What about the smicha? The answer is, it was sent by a woman. Women don't perform smicha, so because the owner does not have to perform smicha, therefore you could do it without smicha. That's the first. Just stop. It's being delivered. It's being dropped off. But then, when do they do smicha? When they go to the harabais to kill the animal. Who? The owner has to do smicha. The owner's in Brooklyn. Well, that's the answer. The answer is that the carbon was a carbon of a woman. Why can't the husband do it then? No, no, there's no chiv smicha oh. when 
if a woman does a sin and she needs to bring a sin offering, there is no smicha done on that carbon. So that's the case where there's no smicha. The Gemara says another answer, Rav Papa says it's, it's, it's a bird carbon. Obviously there's no smicha on a bird carbon. Now, the question is like this. Back to our Mishnah. Why do you need three cases to tell you the exact same thing? They're all telling you the same thing. There's a Chazkas Kayim. The first one is that you're allowed to deliver a get, assuming they're alive. The second one is that a woman can continue eating trumer, assuming her husband is alive. And the third one is that you're allowed to deliver a chatas, assuming the owner is still alive. Why do you need all three? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why I need all three. Tzricha. get, mishum if all you had the case of get, I'd say, well, get, you have to make a choice, deliver or not. Truma, I could just avoid the problem and just say, stop eating truma, right? That's why the chiddush is that she could rely on the chazak and continue eating truma. Truma itself is a bit of a chiddush because while I told you you could just avoid eating truma, not always. What if she's really poor and she needs truma to survive? But by a chatas, I could argue, even if there is a chazaka, maybe it's not worth it to bring a potential non-carbon into the Beis HaMikdash. Tzricha. So it's all needed because get, you have to make a choice, truma is avoidable, and chatas is a carbon that could potentially be unnecessary in the Azara. Kamash and no. Chazaka is a chazaka is a chazaka. Are we always trying to be Mekel with a get? Well, but Mekel in what? But Mekel on which side? To deliver. To deliver. To deliver, yeah. That, that's why you need both. Oh, you're saying, you're saying the Gemara didn't speak that out. Potentially, maybe that's why you need the case of a get. Okay, it's a good point. Now, um, okay. Mishnah. There were three things that Rav Lezben Parta said to the Chachamim. It's not a hard daf. And they all confirmed. That, that is as this. You have uh, people in a town that were surrounded by an army. Or you have a ship that's being battered by the sea. And you have someone that's going to a court case for a capital crime. And all these people are still considered alive. Meaning, um, you could assume that the city was not destroyed yet. You could assume that even though it's surrounded, you could assume that the people in there are still alive. A boat that's being battered by the sea, you could assume that people are still alive. And the fact that he's going to a court case does not necessarily mean he's guilty and he's going to be killed. Meaning the Nafka mean it would be, again, they didn't have news. So the last time, you know, a guy is meant to deliver a get, and they're like, where's the husband? He's actually, uh, he's actually surrounded, his city is being surrounded by Goyim. You could assume they're still alive. Those three. But, says the Mishnah, but once the town was already captured, meaning once they broke through the walls, or the boat wasn't battered, it was lost at sea, or it's not that he was meant to go to court case. He was already found guilty, and now it's already the time where he's supposed to be executed, meaning they said he's guilty, execution is any time after tomorrow, after tomorrow, you have to assume that Allah is nice and We don't assume you're dead, but we don't assume you're alive. You know what we do? Machmer on both ways. How so? What's an example of being machmer both ways? So I'll give you an example outside. Being machmer that they're dead and don't deliver a get for them. But what's being machmer that they're still alive? A woman will never be able to eat truma. I'll give you an example. If a woman is married to a kayan, she can only eat truma while her husband's alive. Husband might be dead, she can't eat truma anymore. What if she's a Baskayan who's married to a Yisrael? She has to stop eating truma as long as her husband is alive. Because there's a chance he's alive, she can't eat truma either. Meaning we're going to treat the husband as maybe alive, maybe dead, to be machmer on both sides. 
You understand? So in the, all these cases, these last three cases, where there's a very good chance the husband's dead, but we don't know, so we're not sure, and therefore we're just going to be machmer on both sides. Okay, fine. I'm Rav Yosef. Now, what's interesting is like this, if you think about it. The guy, March 1st, there was a court case, and he was found guilty. After March 1st, now they didn't have news, they didn't know what was going on. After March 1st, is the guy still alive or dead? So the Mishnah said, we're going to be strict. Machmer alive and Machmer dead. Isn't it strange though? Once the guy's found guilty, like, that, that's it. Like, you're dead, you're dead. Like, what, what, what? It's not like they're changing their mind. Guilty is guilty. So says the Gemara, it's only true by a Jewish court because by a Jewish court, even once you're found guilty, they're still looking and they're still rub on him. So maybe someone will come in. After they're found guilty, why do you even assume? Why, why is that? Why would Machmer assume there's a lie? The answer is because maybe a Rav will run in and say, no, 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 no. I found a Rajba who says that he's still uh, innocent. But. But by a Gaisha court, once he was already sentenced to death, they will execute no matter what. Therefore, there's no, there's no being machmer that he's still alive. He's dead. What's interesting is, what about, uh, why can't you bribe the guy? I would actually say maybe still alive. A Gaisha court, why can't you bribe the guy? You could assume that he's still alive because, or at least maybe he's still alive because you bribed him. So the Gemara says, Amr Lei, Ki shakli mekamed alachtam porsi mishnagid. Lebasen mechtam porsi shenagad loy shakli. The answer is, they will only take bribes after, uh, before, before it's signed. But once the verdict is already signed for death, they will not take bribes anymore. So just in the, the, the Frida Gareva will probably have an interesting take on this. He was sentenced to death. He saw his own, he saw his paperwork. His paperwork said death. And they, they, used, uh, they used influence from the governors and mayors in America. And they got him to uh, the gulags, whatever they call it. Um, That's maybe well, Russia might be different, I don't know. But the, maybe influence is different than payment. Well, yeah, I don't know. I guess the Weissachais, they didn't really have bribes back then. Yeah, you can't bribe the guy. It's, 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 it's out of his hands. You can't just bribe one of the soldiers. It's out of his hands. But the point is, so that, that's the Gemara's take. You're telling me right now. Okay, you're telling me. Let's just speak this out. It's pretty simple. You have a Jewish person. His court case, he was found guilty March 1st. What did we say? After March 1st, we're machmer, both sides, because machmer, he's dead, machmer, he's alive. Why would he be alive? They said he's guilty. He says, maybe they found a heter. Maybe they found a heter. I have a kasha. No, 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 Judaism. No, 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 found a hetzer, Pasha. Maybe, maybe they, even though it was found guilty, why, why do we assume that there's a possibility he's alive? Because maybe someone found a Rajba. They asked Ramayusha Feinstein, a Shaila, that they, whatever, they, they found a hetzer. Oh, here's the case. This is a Sugian Makis. A guy runs into the town, yeah? A guy jo- starts joining the Kehila, yeah? And he's, uh, he's not from here. You two recognize him, and you're like, oh, that guy ran out of court. He was found guilty in a court in Brooklyn. Death penalty. What's the halacha? You can testify, you two can testify, that that guy was found guilty in court. These were the Edom who signed against him. These were the Dayanim. You know what they'll do? In Queens, they'll kill him. Why? Because he was paskin for death. But wait a minute. If you're telling me it's a possibility, 
albeit a small possibility, that in Brooklyn they found a heter after the court case. So why are you killing the guy? Maybe they found a heter. The answer is, Dilma Bereshani, the answer is, if they found the Hetty, he wouldn't be running away. The very fact that he ran away means they did not. Meaning, yes, in general, it's a possibility. Not in this case. If, this, if they found the Hetty, why is, he, why is he running? The answer is, the fact that he's running means he's guilty. It's different. Okay. Tashima, one more last point. We're saying right now that by a Jewish court, by a... Yeah. Right now we're saying... What was Rav Yosef's shita? That a Jewish court is is considered a, a suffolk, right? Meaning that even after it's considered guilty, there's still a possibility that they'll that they'll change their mind. Tashma Brisa. Now this Brisa is a little bit vague. We're going to interpret the Brisa and we'll see if it's a kasha. Tashma. The Brisa says Shama Shabezdin Mebezin Shal Yisrael. Show you if they overheard someone hears a Jewish court saying the following: Ishploini Meis, Ishploini Nerag. So and so died, or so and so was executed. Yasi was Ishtoi, right? Your the wife is muter to remarry because you were going to rely on that edos of Bezdin. Mekum mekumatari trisin shall evikachavim. But if someone heard from an agayish executioner, ish ploini meis or ploini nerag ish, so and so was killed, so and so died. The halacha is al yasius Ishtoi. You're not allowed to remarry based on that. Based on that testimony. Now the Gemara wants to know what exactly is the case. My mace umai nerik. What does it mean that so and so died and so and so was executed? Ilema mace mace mamish venerik nerik mamish. If it means that it already happened for sure already. The halacha is, at least not in all cases, but in many cases, we will rely on a guy's words. It's called mesiach vitumai. Mesiach vitumai means that we're not a guy can't testify, but let's say you're schmoozing with. The guy and you ask him like the in middle conversation he's not saying to rely on him he's just schmoozing like hey and he mentioned something agav in conversation we do rely on it so over here the guy said a goyish executioner said so and so died so and so was killed why don't we rely on him and stomach's telling the truth it's not like you're taking him to court it's not like he's standing up there i swear to tell the whole truth he's schmoozing with the guy and he's like you heard that jewish guy over there he was killed last week i right, can't, can't rely on him why so says the gemara it must be the when the brisa uses the word dead and executed it doesn't mean dead and executed in the past it means he's He's going to be killed, and he's going to be executed. Katani, Bebezin, Yisraeli, Siyashishai. So why by a guy do you not rely on it? Because maybe they bribed, or maybe he got out of it. But by a Jewish court, death. What do you see? You see from this is that when someone is found guilty in Jewish court, there's no maybe he's alive. It's Yisraeli, his wife can remarry. Dead is dead. So why are you telling me that by a Jewish court? Even after he's found guilty, there's maybe a way that maybe they'll find a heter and it's not definitive. Over here, it's a guy said he's on his way to death and in the, you can remarry the wife. So that means we are definitive that the husband's dead. The answer is, No, the answer is really the case is like this. The case is not related to our... We thought the case was someone was going to be executed. And it's a Shiloh, can you rely on the... And, and can you assume that after they're found guilty, will the verdict be overturned? The answer is, no, we're not talking about going to be executed. We're talking about actually killed. A Jewish court testifies, Meis, meis, mamish, nerag, nerag, mamish, He's mamish dead, you're allowed to remarry because that's a testimony that she's no longer an aguna, that her husband, she's a widow. Fine. So how, what was the problem? How come when a guy says it, 
do we not rely on him? I thought he's Messiah of Itumai. The answer is, you want to know why we don't rely on a guy? Meaning, we thought it was only a kasha if we thought we're talking about a case where it's guilty verdict. The answer is we're not talking about guilty verdict. We're actually talking about people testifying that the guy's dead. Jewish court says the guy's dead. You could remarry the wife because we they're Nemon, they're Adam. Fine. How come if a Goyish executioner talks to you in mid-conversation and says, oh, they killed that Jew, I killed that guy, they killed that guy, how come we don't rely on it? The answer is, Mestiach of doesn't help if we think there's a possibility they're boasting. Because this guy is an executioner, he wants to, he's a big talker. He's a big talker. So therefore, the reason why we don't rely on him is because we probably don't know if he's telling the truth. Because maybe he's just, oh, they killed him. They killed him. He's a big talker. They don't actually kill anybody. He just wants to make himself get more street credibility that he's a tough guy. So he's saying that. But because it's a possibility he's lying, Mr. Tume will not help if it's in their Indian and they might be boasting uh, in order to give themselves you know, a greater name. What's up? What's the story tonight? I will know.